This is 89.1 WEMU, and I'm David Fair. Welcome to this month's edition of The Green Room. As we found in Part 1 of our five-part series, the health impacts of PER and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAS, are becoming an increasing concern. In Part 2 of The Green Room series on PFAS, Barbara Lucas explores products that may use these chemicals in their formulation. In 2014, PFAS chemicals were found in the Huron River and in the city of Ann Arbor's drinking water. So Ann Arbor's water treatment plant installed a filtration system to remove them. They test the drinking water every two weeks for 24 different PFAS substances. Results are now well below the federal and proposed state of Michigan health advisory levels. But if we want our drinking water to be totally PFAS free, should we switch to bottled water? Unless the bottled water company can guarantee they regularly test for a variety of PFAS chemicals, maybe not. Contrary to assumptions, bottled water is not required to be tested for PFAS chemicals. Some states are taking matters into their own hands. Last month, New Hampshire tested a random sampling of water sold in supermarkets and found PFAS above the federal advisory. It was in a bottled spring water sold throughout New England. This prompted some states to issue warnings and the source bottler to fold. As for our food, evidence is emerging that PFAS chemicals are in some of that as well. Here's Dr. Rebecca Munich, Deputy Director of the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center. So some of the foods um, that came up were things like um, meat products and dairy products. She's referring to a Federal Food and Drug Administration study. And they even tested chocolate cake, which is such a bummer. Um. In June, the Associated Press reported that the FDA also found PFAS in samples of green leafy vegetables purchased from a farmer's market out east. They were grown near a PFAS manufacturing plant. A call to the state of Michigan confirmed the state has not tested any of Michigan's food or bottled water. Some feel testing is crucial. We don't want to have the same thing happen that's been happening in places like Maine or New Mexico where you have dairy farmers going out of business because their herds are contaminated with very high levels of PFAS chemicals because of the treatment um, with sewage sludge or contamination of the, the cow's drinking water. Sewage sludge? Munich says it's common practice to apply it to farm fields for fertilizer. Sewage sludge and human biosolids are contaminated because we, as, as humans, are contaminated um, with those chemicals. And the water that we use in our homes and our, our um, restrooms and things like that is also contaminated. Sewage sludge is the byproduct that's left after treatment plants filter our wastewater. Not only human wastewater, but waste from industry and leachate from landfills. It concentrates the forever chemicals from both the creation and disposal of the innumerable PFAS-containing products we've come to rely on. And then there's PFAS-containing fire foam. I'm at the city of Ann Arbor's firehouse, getting a demonstration of their delivery system for smothering a fuel fire with foam. Here's Lieutenant Craig Ferris. We can form this bubbling foam blanket that smothers flammable liquid fire. Ann Arbor's fire department recently discontinued the use of PFAS-containing foam after being alerted to the potential health impacts by Ann Arbor's water department. This is the new firefighting foam that uh, does not have any PFAS in it um, and obviously much safer and better to use. They're trailblazers. 
Using PFAS-containing fire suppressant has been standard practice. In fact, they've been used for 50 years during trainings at military sites, which have some of the worst PFAS contaminations in the country, Oscoda, Michigan being a case in point. But the problem goes far beyond firefighting foam. PFAS chemicals can add highly useful attributes like non-stick and stain, water and grease resistance. They're in consumer products from pans to microwave popcorn bags. Here's Evan Pratt, Washtenaw County's Water Resources Commissioner. This stuff's everywhere. You, the, even the sampling protocol you use to take a water sample. He says testing for PFAS is a whole new ball game. You can't wear Gore-Tex, you can't use a Ziploc bag, you can't wear the same type of gloves, uh, rubber gloves that you would wear uh, when doing other water sampling. Those are typical protocols uh, that are used and it doesn't work because there's traces of PFAS in all of those things I just named apparently. The EPA webpage of instructions for PFAS water testing includes many other potential sources of contamination. To name a few, don't wear cosmetics, lotions, or insect repellent, as some brands could contain PFAS. Avoid clothing laundered in fabric softener. Don't wear water-resistant clothes or shoes. Avoid fast food wrappers, or wrappers for chips, candy, energy bars, even self-stick notes. Awareness of the list of products PFAS might be found in keeps growing. The Ecology Center in Ann Arbor tested two products babies come in contact with regularly car seats and carpeting. Half of all the samples tested contained traces of PFAS. Meanwhile, PFAS chemicals are not prohibited in products. It's basically buyer beware. There's your chicken. Thank you. I'm picking up takeout for a potluck picnic. It's in a compostable container. Here at the picnic, we're using compostable plates. Renewable and compostable is good, right? Mm, but turns out there's a problem. Here's Dr. Munich. This particular um, fiber-based compostable materials is treated with PFAS chemicals to give it that water resistance and grease resistance that you would need. She says manufacturers of compostables are hoping to phase out use of PFAS chemicals by 2021 so they don't contaminate compost and make their way into food. So how can consumers tell which products contain PFAS? If you're lucky enough to find a full ingredient list on the label, the Environmental Working Group says to look for floral, F-L-U-O-R-O, as part of the chemical's name. They also say to avoid anything that says P-T-F-E, which is used to make Teflon. Surprisingly, turns out Teflon is in a lot more than pans. It's in Gore-Tex, even in my favorite dental floss. Until recently, Teflon was my go-to cookware. I've eaten food cooked in it pretty much my whole life. Should I be worried? Here's Dr. Detlef Kanape of North Carolina State University. And it's not so much that people should be concerned about PFAS exposure from using a Teflon pan, but when that Teflon pan gets made, there are emissions of fluorochemicals in the, into the environment. Not contributing to emissions of floral chemicals into our environment can be a challenge for consumers and for industry. In trying to track down PFAS-free rain gear, I corresponded with the research and development company Patagonia is working with. So far, no luck in finding equally good replacements. They say, quote, what is available today is a compromise performance-wise. 
That's maybe not so important for a raincoat, but performance can be critical in other applications. Here's Anniverse Fire Chief Michael Kennedy. We're finding that this product is in other firefighting things such as our, our protective gear, and now there's a concern of long-term health exposure. And there's a lot more questions and answers regarding that right now. We can't change things until we have alternatives. And in, in our line of work, if you're going into environments that are instantly lethal, we, we have to know something's going to work. While there's a lot of uncertainty about how dangerous trace amounts of PFAS chemicals are, one thing's for sure, the more products you look into, the more you find. In the Green Room, I'm Barbara Lucas, 89.1 WEMU News. For upcoming segments on where these forever chemicals are being found and what we can do about the escalating problem, Stay tuned for further episodes in our five-part Green Room series on WEMU. To visit the Green Room archive, visit our website at wemu.org. I'm David Fair, and this is 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.